All right, Father God, we come to you in prayer this evening. We thank you for your order. We thank you for your creation. We thank you that you did separate light from darkness. And, um, and as we are all fallible souls here, we know that we can live our life to perfection, meaning integrity. We can seek you in faithfulness. And we thank you for our high priest, uh, Yeshua HaMashiach, who stands before the throne and um, declares us righteous when we confess our sins. And he, he, uh, he all uh, cleanses us of all our unrighteousness. So I pray this uh, meeting tonight would be to your honor and glory and be edifying to all of us here. Amen. 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 <clears throat> We're on the Vietse Torah portion. It's actually one of the first Torah portions I ever read when I first learned what Torah portions were. Uh, that's why it's underlined in my Bible. <laughs> Jacob's uh, ladder. <laughs> so and not that in, really hard gym thing that you do. <laughs> good Lord. All right. Um, it starts in Genesis 28.10. And it says, and Jacob went out from Beersheba and went towards Haran. And he came upon a place and stopped over for the night, for the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that place and had put it at his head. And he lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed and saw a ladder set up on the earth and its top reached to the heavens and saw messengers of Elohim going up and coming down on it. And see, Yahuwah stood above it and said, I am Yahuwah, Elohim of Abraham, your father, and Elohim of Yitzhak, Isaac. And the land on which you are lying, I give it to you and your seed. And your seed shall be as the dust of the earth. And you shall break forth from the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And all the clans of the earth shall be blessed in you and in your seed. And see, I am with you and shall guard you wherever you go and shall bring you back to this land. For I am not going to leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. And Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Truly Yahuwah is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of Elohim, and this is the gate of the heavens. And Jacob rose early in the morning and took the stone that he had put at his head, set it up at a standing column, and poured oil on top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel. However, the name of that city has been, had been Luz previously. And Jacob made a vow saying, See, Elohim is with me and has kept me in this way that I am going and has given me bread to eat and a garment to put on. When I have returned to my father's house in peace and Yahweh had been my Elohim, then this stone which I have set as a standing column shall be Elohim's house. And all of you, or all of that you give me, I shall certainly give a tenth to you. It's the end of the first chapter. Is that kingdom stuff? Kind of, sort of. I do have a note written down uh, in my Bible. Uh, Solomon's temple. Because I think that it is stated that that stone had become a cornerstone of Solomon's temple. Because I thought it was interesting where it says, Behold, I'm with you, and I'll watch over you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land, for I will not forsake you until I've done what I've promised you. And it talks about, like, he's seen the, you know, the ladder reaching up to the heavens, and Adonai standing there, 
So that's what makes me think like the context screams that he's talking about the kingdom. Very well could be the case. I think I'm starting to think that especially like the more that we read Ezekiel and stuff, I'm starting to think that it is technically that land. Like because the kingdom comes down on that land and we we see where they're fishing in the Dead Sea, you know, which there's nothing living in now, but there will be then. So I think it's a twofold thing. Like he's saying this land, but it's also that this land is going to be where my kingdom sits down. That's what he's saying. That's the way I take it. Oh, yeah, definitely twofold. I mean, I just like with the part about talking about bringing him back and like doing what he promised. And then he comes down and says, this is none other than the house of God. This must be the gate of heaven. Yeah. Like makes me kind of think like kingdom mindset, but yeah, like you said, the kingdom going to sit down right there. Yeah. I also think and <laughs> this right here, uh, Shows again because Abraham was looking for a city that was not made by human hands, and he, he immediately like this is <clears throat> this is the the house of God basically. <laughs> I, I I just oftentimes think that they may not have had an understanding of <laughs> the kingdom coming down. Just a thought, but. Because they're always told one thing and then they, they think something uh, else. I don't know about that because you have um, the Apocalypse of Abraham. That book seems, you know, it's a lot of futuristic stuff. Um, Moses saw literally the tabernacle. Yes, I get that. But what I'm saying is like, all right, so for example, Abraham was looking for uh, a city not made by human hands, which is New Jerusalem. I don't know if <laughs> like he was looking for it to come down the same way that we see Paul in the New Testament or if he was looking for it already on the ground. And then with the building of the temple, that was only because David had a misunderstanding and then Saul, he, he was told that he couldn't build it. His son had to build it. So Solomon built it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get that. But you also got to look, too, like, um, what about Enoch? Enoch seemed to have a pretty deep understanding of some of these things. I think but, Enoch absolutely understood all of it. <laughs> yeah, because he, was, he like, was literally in there. Yeah. Uh I think that's why he's referred to as righteous Enoch because everything it's it's almost like everything the father spoke he was like oh yeah and like like this is exactly right you know he walked with God he walked with God <laughs> exactly we gotta walk like Enoch walk it's a good song um now I want to read the apocalypse to Abraham I don't think I've ever read that you gonna have him buying more books, Micah? No, I think I have it. I just don't think I've read it. I am gonna buy one more book though. <laughs> I told you. You heard uh, it here, Tab. That's where it happened. That's only like twelve dollars. Um, 
It's that. What about, about the start? Of, about about to start like a. I need to start like a book sharing club on Facebook, where we can send each other our books and trade. Oh yeah, that would be awesome. And you can't have it back until that person. If you don't return the book, then you're kicked out of the program. <laughs> You've been booted. We'll just send them all to me at once. <laughs> hey, we would save money on books. Yeah. Just send them all to me at the same time, and then you what? kick no. them out. No, the books would all be lost with Dustin. He's like, send the books to me, and then kick me out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are we ready to go on? We're going to get into some mushy love stuff. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, no kidding. Uh, and Jacob lifted up his feet. This is chapter 29. Jacob lifted up his feet and came to the land of the sons of the east. And he looked and saw a well in the field and saw three flocks of sheep lying by it. For out of that well, they watered the flocks, and a large stone was on the well's mouth, and all the flocks would be gathered there, and they would roll the stone from the well's mouth and water the sheep, and put the stone back in its place on the well's mouth. So Jacob said to them, My brothers, where are you from? And they said, We are from Haran. And he said to them, Do you know Laban, son of Nahor? And they said, We know him. And he said to them, Is, is he well? And they said, Well, and see, his daughter Rachel is coming with the sheep. And he said, see, it is still high day, not the time for livestock to be gathered together. Water the sheep and go out and feed them. But they said, we are not allowed until all the flocks are gathered together. And they have rolled the stone from the well's mouth. Then we shall water the sheep. While he was still speaking with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she was a shepherdess. And it came to be when Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, that Jacob went near and rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the flock of Laban, his mother's brother. And Jacob kissed Rachel and lifted up his voice and wept. And when Jacob told Rachel that he was her father's relative and that he was uh, Rebekah's son, she ran and told her father. And it came to be when Laban heard the report about Jacob, his sister's son, that he ran to meet him <coughs> and embraced him and kissed him and brought him to his house. Then he told Laban all these matters, and Laban said to him, You are indeed my bone and my flesh, and he stayed with him for a new moon. That's probably supposed to be month. <laughs> then Laban said to Jacob, Yeah, mine you, says month. The PS2009 tends to always put moon in front of month. I've noticed that. Um, then Laban said to Jacob, Because you are my relative, should you therefore serve me for not? Let me know what, would you, what should your wages be. And Laban had two daughters. The name of the elder was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. And Leah's eyes were weak, but Rachel was beautiful of form and beautiful of appearance. And Jacob loved Rachel. So he said, let me serve you seven years for Rachel, your young, younger daughter. And Laban said, it is better that I give her to you than I should give her to another man. Stay with me. So Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed to him but a few days because of the love he had for her. Then Jacob said to Laban, Give me my wife, for my days are completed, and let me go into her. And Laban gathered all the men of the palace, or of the place, and made a feast. And it came to be in the evening that he took Leah, his daughter, and brought her to Jacob, and he went into her. And Laban gave him 
his or gave his female servant Zilpah to his daughter Leah as a female servant. And in the morning it came to be that see, it was Leah. So he said to Laban, What is this you have done to me? Was it not for Rachel that I served you? Why then have you deceived me? And Laban said, It is not done this way in our place to give the younger before the firstborn. Complete the week of this one, then we give you this one too. For the service which you shall serve with me still another seven years. And Jacob did so and completed her week. And he gave him his daughter Rachel too as a wife. And Laban gave his female servant Bilhah to his daughter Rachel as a female servant. And he also went into Rachel and he also loved Rachel more than Leah. And he served with Laban still another for seven years. And Yahweh saw that Leah was unloved and he opened her womb. But Rachel was barren. And Leah conceived and bore a son, and she called his name Reuben. For she said, For Yahuwah has looked upon my, my affliction, because now my husband is going to love me. And she conceived again and bore a son and said, Because Yahuwah has heard that I am unloved, he gave me this son too, and he called his name Simeon. And she conceived again and bore a son and said, Now this time my husband is joined to me, because I have borne him three sons. So his name was called Levi. And she conceived again and bore a son and said, Now I praise Yahuwah. So she called his name Judah, and she ceased bearing. First of all, I like how Jacob was flexing in front of Rachel. He's like, oh, shoot, let me move this stone. Look at this. I'm big and strong. <laughs> Question, how do you say you love somebody? But you don't recognize when you're sleeping with her sister until the morning. Because he was drunk. <laughs> I think I think that portion oh is gosh. included in this. I, it's seriously, he was drunk. I think Jubilee straight up says that he had been taken by much wine. Wow. Now, what do we, how do we, you are roboting, but I heard something about marrying sisters. Sorry. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Okay. It might kick me off again. Um, how do we reconcile that Taurus says that you're not supposed to marry sisters? Uh, those commands hadn't been given yet. I know that much. Correct me if I'm wrong, Josh, because I, I believe you would know. But it was because he was uh, pretty inebriated. Right? One could just assume, because I'm reading the Jubilees passage now, and it doesn't say that he was drunk, but I could have swore that it said that he was taken or given too much wine or something. 
What did Josh say about the sister thing? Uh, expounds on on that on things that were clearly done that were outside the law, but the law was not given yet. Yeah. Okay. Yes, specific laws to certain things, right? The full law was not given yet. Um, and part of it is for reasons like this, right? You also give an example of why you shouldn't do some of these things. So it kind of goes to like how you will add law, like add rules to your children as you see fit, like as they grow and you need to add things because they do something stupid. Kind of, or more so reveal them, right? Because just like Adam and Eve in the garden, there was probably very little that was given to them. But as they broke them, and uh, then, you know, they were put under the law, and they had to pay for breaking those laws, and then more was added to them to, because as maturity and whatever, as you get more mature and whatever, then you can be more responsible with more and more um, discipline, I guess, right? But... And the same goes with the earth as a whole and all the people who live on it. If you kind of see them as a single person and then as they get older and mature and then start messing up more, then you got to get kind of harder on them and start laying down the law. Literally. <laughs> so, so it kind of goes to that like first Timothy passage where it talks about like the law is for the lawless and the people who transgress and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, that's kind of exactly because as you transgress things, it reveals. Right. Yeah. If you're already following that behavior, then there's no need to to state anything. Let's. Right. So going back, if to I that, never too, murder anybody. No one needs to tell me not to murder. Them. Right. <laughs> uh, going back to that too, uh, Laban was actually acting righteously with his behavior by giving Leah, her yeah Leah first. Because even Jubilees 28, 7 says, And command you, the children of Israel, that they do not do this thing. Let them neither take nor give the younger before they give the, have given the elder, for it is very wicked. So Laban was actually acting righteously. So would that mean that as Torah observant parents, as our children grow, like you our... You give the older before you give the younger, yeah. So we wouldn't be right if we allow... A younger daughter to marry before society's gonna hate us, y'all. That's telling our children they can't get married before they're elder. <laughs> Said we'd be hated. Yep. Also, I want to point out that because you had asked, um, this goes along with the you know, how did he not know if he loved Rachel so much? Uh, they were obviously. Probably dressed very similarly. The Jubilees at least says that both of them were beautiful. Um, so it's very, it's very possible that he had all thoughts in his head that it was Rachel and not Leah. Because the only distinguishing thing between them that is pointed out in the text is that Leah had weak eyes, which, you know, you can take that however you want. Mine says delicate eyes. Yeah. Every a lot of translations uh, say it different ways. I just automatically assume that it means that she was hard of seeing. 
you know, like in, in today's society, she would probably wear glasses. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> why was I thinking she had a lazy eye? <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord! She had them delicate eyes. One was kind of wandering. <laughs> but going back, I want to I want to retract my statement because I don't see it in the text that he was drunk, but. There was a feast, and one could uh, insinuate <laughs> or assume that he uh, he's probably pretty inebriated, you know, about to get married and whatnot. <laughs> I don't know if uh, they would have worn a veil of any kind as well during a ceremony like that, too, but it seems like it would be a long ceremony, though, so I don't know. <laughs> If that was well, we know that um, bedroom kind of thing. Who was it? Isaac's wife, Jacob's mama. We know that she um she veiled her face before um seeing Isaac. Right. Yeah, that's true. So um, that's why I'm wondering, like, is that part of like a ceremony kind of thing? If you're having a wedding feast, like. Would she be veiled the whole time until they, you know, go out and, yeah, come back man and wife kind of thing? Rodney said things done in the dark. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I think that's the idea as well. And it has a great lighting. I like the, I like the way that the names come about of the... Uh, the fathers of the 12 tribes. Rubens is <clears throat> for Yahweh's looked upon my affliction. Uh, Simon, because Yahweh's heard that I am unloved. Levi, uh, what does it say? It says, now this time my husband is joined to me. I take that as like Levi being joined to the father. Just the way that I see that. And then uh, now I praise Yahuwah, and it's Judah. I like the way that the names come about. I think it's also interesting that the wife is naming all the children. <laughs> what are you trying to say here? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just putting it out there that, like, it's interesting that the the wife is the one, and you see it a lot in from Scripture, mm-hmm. that, the wife, that the wife is the one naming the children. I think in most cases that's what happened. I think, well, it's because we have better taste in names. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, it usually has something to do with their experience at that moment, is when they kind of name them as well, or the situation yeah. that they're in overall. It's kind of interesting because that's also how certain Native American tribes would name their kids is literally like kind of the first thing they see as their child's born. I uh, yeah and I was oh, like was Chinese people. people name their kids after the sound that they hear. Hmm. Like oh um, it's, it's a joke. It's a bad joke. It's just a bad joke. It's okay. I knew exactly where you're going with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah I was saying like you know runs with I, wolves and stuff like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like the feeling like the feeling you get or whatever like after the birth or whatever. Like this one dances with yeah. sunbeams. 
Cries with yeah. much tears. Some of them have some pretty unfortunate names to that to that as well, though. Yes. Smells like dog poop. Yeah. Oh my god! You imagine? I'm sorry. Oh, that's really yeah, it's kind of an odd concept for us because a lot of times we don't really understand the meaning of our names, even if it does have a meaning. But for them, it was just common words. Yeah. <laughs> oh lord <laughs> maybe I shouldn't name the children <laughs> do you remember Dustin who, who that was that they were talking about about why it was okay because the law was not given yet it was um, it Still hasn't happened yet yeah it hasn't happened yet but it was when uh, Ruben I believe uh, oh, slept yeah. with, yeah. It's called Ruben. I can skim through real quick. I'm butchering his name. How do you spell his name? Ruben. Oh. Anybody know yeah, how to spell Yeah, here we got. There we go. I got it. I literally just opened it up. It's Jubilee's 33. Uh, 15 it says and let them not say to Reuben or say to Reuben was granted life and forgiveness for he had lain with his father's concubine and to her also though she had a man and her man Jacob his father was still alive for until that time there had not been revealed the ordinances and judgment and for it in its completeness for all but in your days it has been revealed and this is the messenger talking to Moses and has been revealed as a Torah of seasons and of days and an everlasting Torah for the everlasting generations. You can that fast. I just opened What was that reference? I'll give, I'll give credit to the Father. That was in reference to um, basically Jubilee Staten and certain cases where uh, things that had happened prior to Sinai uh, why the people weren't condemned the way that they're going to be now because the fullness of the Torah hadn't been given. Right. And that was in reference to Reuben sleeping with his father's concubine. Uh, right. Also, also, that was in a Jubilee. That was an address in Jubilees. Yeah, Jubilees 33. Okay. <clears throat> hmm. Don't want to continue. Hang on, I got a message. All right. <clears throat> Sorry. Ju uh, I was about to say Jubilees. Genesis 30. <laughs> and when Rachel saw that she bore Jacob no children, Rachel envied her sister and said to Jacob, give me children or else I'm going to die. <laughs> She's a bit dramatic. And Jacob's displeasure burned against Rachel. And he said, am I in the place of Elohim who has withheld from you the fruit of your womb? And she said, see, my female servant Bilhah, go into her and let her bear, me, bear for me and let me build up, be built up from her as well. So she gave him Bilhah, 
her female servant, as wife, and Jacob went into her. And Bilhah conceived and bore Jacob a son. And Rachel said, Elohim has rightly ruled my case and has also heard my voice and given me a son. So she called his name Dan. And Rachel's female servant Bilhah conceived again and bore Jacob a second son. And Rachel said, with great wrestlings, I have wrestled with my sister and I have overcome. So she called his name Naphtali. And Leah saw that she had ceased bearing. So she took Zilpah, her female servant, and gave her to Jacob as a wife. And Leah's female servant Zilpah bore Jacob a son. And Leah said, fortune comes. So she called his name Gad. And Leah's female servant, Zilpah, bore Jacob a second son. And Leah said, I am happy, for the daughters shall call me happy. So she called his name Asher. And Reuben went in the days of the wheat harvest and found love apples in the field and brought them to his mother, Leah. And Rachel said to Leah, please give me some of your love apples. And she said to her, is it a small matter that you have taken away my husband? Would you take away my son's love apples too? And Rachel said, therefore, let him lie with you tonight for your son's love apples. And when Jacob came out of the field in the evening, Leah went out to meet him and said, do come in to me, for indeed I have hired, I have hired you with my son's love apples. And he lay with her that night. <clears throat> and Elohim listened to Leah, and she conceived and bore Jacob a fifth son. And Leah said, Elohim has given me my hire because I have given my female servant to my husband. So she called his name. Issachar. And Leah conceived again and bore Jacob a sixth son. And Leah said, Elohim has presented me with a good present. Now my husband is going to dwell with me because I have borne him six sons. So she called his name Zebulun. <clears throat> and afterward, she bore, a, or she bore a daughter and called her name Dina. And Elohim remembered Rachel and Elohim listened to her and opened her womb. And she conceived and bore a son and said, Elohim has taken away my reproach. So she called his name Joseph and said, Yahweh has added to me another son. And it came to be when Rachel had born Joseph that Jacob listened to Laban <clears throat> or said to Laban, send me on my way to go to my own place and to my land. Give my wives and my children for whom I have served you and let me go. For you yourself know my service, which I have done for you. And Laban said to him, If I have found favor in your eyes, please stay, for I have diligently watched that Yahweh has blessed me for your sake. And he said, Name me your wages, and I give it. So he said to him, You know how I have served you, and how your livestock has been with me. For the little you had before I came has greatly, or has increased greatly, and Yahweh has blessed you since my coming. <clears throat> But now, when am I to provide for my house too, for my own house too? And he said, what do I give you? And Jacob said, give me not. If you do this for me, I shall again feed and guard your flocks. Let me pass through all your flock today, removing from there all the speckled and spotted sheep and all the black ones among the lambs and the spotted and speckled among the goats. And these shall be my wages and my righteousness shall answer for me in my time or in time to come <clears throat> when you come concerning my wages everyone that is not speckled and spotted among the goats and black among the lambs it is stolen if it is with me and laban said see it be according to your word and on that day he set aside the male goats that were speckled and spotted and the female goats that were speckled and spotted everyone that had some white in it and all the black ones among the lambs and gave them into the hands of his sons 
And he put three days' journey between himself and Jacob, and Jacob fed the rest of Laban's flocks. And Jacob took for himself rods of green poplar and of the almond and chestnut trees, peeled with peeled white strips in them, and exposed the white which was in the rods. And he set the rods which he had peeled before the flocks in the gut in the gutters, and the watering troughs where the flocks came to drink, and they conceived when they came to drink. <clears throat> So the flocks conceived before the rods, and the flocks brought forth streaked, speckled, and spotted. And Jacob separated the lambs and made the flocks face toward the streaked and all the black in the flocks of Laban. But he put his own flocks by themselves and did not put them with Laban's flock. And it came to be, whenever the strong ones of the flock conceived, that Jacob placed the rods before the eyes of the flock in the gutters so they would conceive among the rods. But when the flocks were weak, he did not put them in, so the weak ones were Laban's, and the strong ones were Jacob's. Thus the man increased very much, and had many flocks, and female and male servants, and camels, and donkeys. I got a question on that uh, Jubilees thing. Okay. Um, it said that, because we were talking about what, I guess, uh, for lazy mistake, it called progressive revelation in the law and whatnot. Um, the, didn't, didn't Ham do some bad stuff uh, exposing Noah's nakedness? And then that's kind of an idiom for doing something with his wife. And and then Noah cursed cursed uh, his kid. And I mean, so wouldn't that is is that not a thing? I'm not sure about the idiom part. I mean, I've I've heard certain things, but I just to me personally, I take it literally because the other two sons came in and covered his nakedness or whatever. Right. Yeah, Dead Sea Scrolls expound on that more and and just show how it's literally him just walking in and the reason why he's he's naked is just because he kind of just disrobed and walked in his tent because he's you know drunk and it's nighttime and it's time to go to sleep because they just had their new year's festival he had too much tequila and he was hot it was his <laughs> first time it was his first time having a drink after five years so he's gonna have plenty of it so according <laughs> to that and what have you yeah so it had been five years for him to establish a vineyard just to grow some wine and it took him six years from his harvest or sorry six months from his harvest just to have some wine that was fermented enough right just so he yeah. can have his feast day so yeah he he had plenty enough <laughs> right but, yeah um, yeah I, I mean i get that uh, people were partying i just thought that that was a and a, more of an expression of something bigger happening, but yeah, all right, I'll take the correction. To be an expression due to the wording that's used in uh, Exodus and what have you, right? Um, about you know nakedness and what have you, but in that context, it just doesn't seem to apply. Okay. I think the word too is different there. Um, I'd looked it up in the past because other people. I brought that up and uh, like what they said, it's just, he was naked. So it was a pretty severe punishment. 
Well, the punishment was because um, Canaan stole the land that was not allotted to him. That's what that punishment was for. It wasn't because of the, um, necessarily because of that incident. It was probably repeat, uh, you know, poor behavior. And, yeah. um, but he also woke up from a vision effectively, probably telling him what to do. So, mm -hmm. oh. Oh, look at that during the wheat harvest. We know when that is. Uh, wh where did you read the uh, love apple thing? It's still throwing me off right now. Every time I've heard you read that, what are you reading from? The TS two thousand. Mine is his mandrakes. <laughs> yeah, it's mandrakes. They they call them love apples. I think because yeah, it's supposed to be like a aphrodisiac or something. That's right. Yeah, I've told oh, man. Somebody never knew. Apples. That's some serious <laughs> language. <laughs> Get some love apples. Yeah. Over here bidding on Jacob Delay was a you know he was a busy man. He's going out and tending to the flocks all day and coming home and have four women going, sleep with me. No, sleep with me. <laughs> He's like, look, yeah. man, I'm just tired. So my pick. <laughs> She's like, I hired you. I hired you. <laughs> you mom, oh, boy. Lord. I thought you would love that. <laughs> we need a t-shirt. I bought you would love apples. I don't even know what mine says right here. Where is that at? Like, how much is your love worth? Hmm? Love I put you on a pick of some love apples. <laughs> so for some reason i didn't really take note of this last time when he's talking about taking uh late laban's livestock and he's talking about the sheep and how he was trying to take the least of his sheep right the least mm. valuable of his sheep yeah because they were not the because they were the spotted sheep right the mm -hmm. blemish sheep and yeah. what have you so yeah. <laughs> i know it's just kind of speculation or whatever but people associate the uh spotted sheep today it has four horns because it's mentioned that Jacob had a sheep with four horns. Oh, the Jacob sheep, yeah. Yeah, the Jacob sheep, right? The Jacob's ram kind of deal. So mm -hmm. it is a spotted sheep. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I don't know if that's also part of it, but maybe he did kind of end up creating a, a lasting breed from having only those sheep, right? Maybe that's why they have four horns because they're all inbred. I don't know. <laughs> I don't like it. That's, what, that's the kind of sheep that Matthew Jansen has, by the way. Yeah, I almost got one. I'll probably get one next year. Uh, <clears throat> to add, you ever to wonder me. if there's a thing that go the uh, like a I say a type and shadow of the lost sheep that Jesus basically came and when he grabbed mm. his disciples, they were the rejects. Look at that. Yeah. See, always something to learn, even from the most bland story. Also, I will warn you, I have a friend. Um they they got um Jacob sheep because of the whole like they wanted to have like the closest like Hebrew type sheep. And mm -hmm. they said that it was a headache. <laughs> huh. Did not recommend them. <laughs> I they got, said they were very hard to take care of. I don't know why, but <laughs> that, there's another kind, comparison. Um, Zach Bauer <laughs> raises sheep, and he 
he's mentioned the kind he has before, but now I can't. It's like evading my brain because my child is beating golf club against the ground. So. I got two things to, and this is kind of directed at you, Tim, because you brought it up both times. But the sheep, or the the uh, not the sheep. Good lord, I'm talking about sheep. Uh, with Rachel, <clears throat> the first son that she had was Joseph, and we know that you know Ephraim is oftentimes considered like the joining together of the Gentiles or whatever. And it's interesting that it says Elohim has taken away my reproach, so she called his name Joseph. So I always found that interesting. And then to add to the the Noah tale, uh, in Jubilees, I was looking for this while you guys were talking, but it's chapter 7, starting in verse 7. It says, and in the evening he went into his tent, and being drunk he lay down and slept, and was uncovered in his tent as he slept. And Ham saw Noah, his father, naked, and went forth and told his two brethren without. Yeah, I think it literally just means that he was naked, which me and Josh... We was talking about this a while back, and it's like, Ham literally told the whole world that he saw his father naked, because they were the only people <laughs> in the world. Yeah, I forgot about that, yeah. <laughs> it's got to tell the whole world. You know, he told the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> Five people, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, he could have just yelled it out, and everybody in the world would have heard it. <laughs> yeah. Oh Lord! <laughs> so does um, so then uh, in Jubilees then does it does it talk more about Noah woke up to say that stuff right around then just just so I'm clear on the chronology of when Noah said the thing did he curse Ham's next generation at that point or <laughs> was it and I I know his his kid took the the, the wrong land but that would have been a little bit later then. It says, yeah, it's, it's hard to say, yeah. I say, it says, Noah awoke from his sleep and knew all that his younger son had done to him. And he cursed his son and said, cursed be Canaan and yeah. enslaved servant shall be born or shall be unto his brethren. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't want to get too sidetracked, but I can read the, the thing I was talking about if you want, or I can send it to you. What are you talking about? The uh, Dead Sea Scroll thing that elaborates on that it's basically just an excerpt it's literally just genesis it just reads differently than most copies of genesis because it just has more wording send but that in the chat it's send almost the chat. The word. it's and fairly can... fragmented especially where it starts getting interesting of course but <laughs> there it's it's kind of short and to the point though uh let's see is that supposed to be like the Dead Sea Scrolls Bible or whatever? Uh, it's just a fragment. Let's see. It's fragment number 4Q252. Um, I just have a less difficult to read version on here. Um, yes. Where's the hand thing at? Whoa. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Um, so basically, it just is giving the exact date and how long it's been, and um, uh, basically, this was after the flood, and then it's been some some time, um, and then 
all this stuff's chopped off. And then it says, so then Jubilees goes into when it, it was exactly as well. Uh, and then it says, then Noah woke from his wine and knew that his younger son, him, had what he had done to him because he had already known somehow waking up. And this is what seems to be that he had kind of woke up from a vision, but we can only assume. And it said, he just, I don't know if he immediately said, curse be Canaan and he shall be his brother's, uh, this says meanest slave, but <laughs> I'm not quite sure the wording there. He did not curse him, but on the contrary, his son, because Elohim had already blessed Noah's sons, um, basically <laughs> giving them uh, land and what have you, uh, is the blessing. He had segregated everything. And in the tents of Shem, they will dwell. He gave, basically, um, saying that Canaan would take Shem's land, I think, is the, the idea. So he's cursed, I don't know, ahead of time? I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of hard to say. He gave the land, and then it just kind of cuts, and it just says he gave the land to Abraham, his friend, which is kind of an odd point here. So uh, this is before Abraham is born, but this kind of sounds like, you know, an excerpt to whoever is writing this, like, oh, this is what happened later, not during this story. So it's kind of hard to say. This is pretty fragmented, so take it for what it is. But, yeah, that was it. <laughs> It just kind of shows that, yeah, he just. Well, where the heck that. you found that? Send me the link to that. So I uh, it's actually I'm in at... my Genesis document, too. So if you go to Genesis 6, it's at the top because that's kind of where it's talking about it. But it, it talks a, a little bit more about that. It actually goes on to talk <laughs> about Abraham and some stuff here and there and confirming some ages and dates and stuff. But um, this is also the only document I've ever seen anywhere that actually gives the day of the week for the flood account. And this actually confirms the Zadok calendar because they are still correct today. Nice. So the 17th being a Sunday kind of thing is still a Sunday today, right? So it's kind of the most interesting part about this document, though. Um, and it, it also confirms that the... Um, doesn't eh, it talks about the 120 year thing but yeah oh yeah it does okay so this actually give a, a specific date from 120 years before the flood so it just says that it would be 120 years for the flood so not that people would only live to 120 years and that whole spiel right so this also kind of confirms that thing too it's a pretty interesting document so but yeah i can put it in the chat put it in the put it in the tour nerds chat right um, I'm gonna pick back up 31. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> and he heard the word, words of Laban's sons saying, Jacob has taken away all that was our father's, and from what belonged to our father, he has made all his wealth, or all this wealth. And Jacob would look at the face of Laban and see that it was not toward him as before. And Yahweh said to Jacob, return to the land of your fathers and to your relatives, and I am with you. And Jacob sent and called Rachel and Leah to the field to his flock and said to them, I see your father's face, that it is not towards me as before, but the Elohim of my father has been with me. 
and you know that I have served your father with all my strength. Yet your father has deceived me and changed my wages ten times. But Elohim did not allow him to do this evil to me. When he said this, the speckled are your wages, and all the flocks bore speckled. And when he said this, the streaked are your wages, and then all the flocks bore streaked. So Elohim has taken away the livestock of your father and give them, given them to me. And it came to be at that time when the flocks conceived that I lifted my eyes and looked in a dream and saw the rams which leaped upon the flocks, which were streaked, speckled, and mottled. <clears throat> and the messenger of Elohim spoke to me in a dream, saying, Jacob. And I said, Here I am. And he said, Lift your eyes now and see. All the rams which leap on the flocks are streaked, speckled, and mottled. For I have seen all that Laban is doing to you. I am the El of Bethel. Where you, are, where you anointed the standing column and where you made a vow to me. Now rise up, get out of this land, and return to the land of your relatives. And Rachel and Leah answered and said to him, Do we still have any portion or inheritance in our father's house? Are we not reckoned by him as strangers? <clears throat> For he has sold us and also entirely consumed our silver. For all the wealth which Elohim has taken from our father is ours and our children's. Now then, do, what El do whatever Elohim has told you. So Jacob rose and put his sons and his wives on camels, and he drove off, off all his livestock and all his possessions, which he had acquired. Good Lord. His property of the livestock, which he had acquired in Padan, Padan Aram, to go to his father Yitzhak in the land of Canaan. And when Laban had gone to shear his sheep, Rachel stole the house idols that were her father's, and Jacob deceived Laban the Aramean, because he did not inform him that he was about to flee. And he fled with all that he had, and he rose up and passed over the river, and headed toward the mountains of Gilead. And on the third day Laban was told that Jacob had fled. Then he took his brothers with him and pursued him for seven days' journey, and he overtook him in the mountains of Gilead. But in a dream by night, Elohim came to Laban, the Aramean, and said to him, Guard yourself, that you do not speak to Jacob, either good or evil. Then Laban overtook Jacob. Now Jacob had pitched his tent in the mountains, and Laban, with his brothers, pitched in the mountains of Gilead. And Laban said to Jacob, What have you done, that you have deceived me and driven my daughters off like captives taken with the sword? Why did you flee secretly and deceive me and not inform me? And I would have sent you away with joy and songs, with tambourine and lyre. And you did not allow me to kiss my sons and my daughters. Now you have been foolish to do this. It is the power of my hand to do evil to you. But the Elohim of your father spoke to me last night, saying, Guard yourself that you do not speak to Jacob, either good or evil. <clears throat> and now you have gone because you have greatly because you greatly long for your father's house. But why did you steal my mighty ones? And Jacob answered and said to Laban, Because I was afraid, for I said, Lest you tear your daughters away from me. With whomever you find your mighty ones, do not let him live. In the presence of our brother, see for yourself that it is with me, and take it with you. For Jacob did not know that Rachel had stolen them. And Laban went into Jacob's tent, and went into Leah's tent, and into the tents of the two female servants, but he did not find them. And he came out of Leah's tent, and entered Rachel's tent. Now Rachel had taken the house idols, and put them in the camel's saddle, and sat on them. And Laban searched all about the tent, and did not find them. And she said to her father, 
Let it not displease my master that I am unable to rise before you, for the way of women is with me. And he searched, but did not find the house idle. And Jacob was wroth and contended with Laban. And Jacob answered and said to Laban, What is my transgression? What is my sin that you have hotly pursued me? Now that you have searched all my goods, what have you found of all your household goods? See it here, or set it here before my brothers and your brothers, and let them decide between the two of us. These twenty years I have been with you. Your ewes and your female goats have not miscarried their young, and I have not eaten the rams of your sheep. That which was torn by beasts I did not bring to you. I myself bore the loss of it. You required it from my hand, whether stolen by day or stolen by night. Thus I was. By day the heat consumed consumed me, and the frost by night, and my, my sleep fled from my eyes. These twenty years I have been in your house. I served you fourteen years for your two daughters, and six years for your flock, and you have charged, or you have changed my wages ten times. <clears throat> Unless the Elohim of my father, the Elohim of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac had been with me, you would now have sent me away empty-handed. Elohim has seen my affliction and the labor of my hands, and rendered judgment last night. And Laban answered and said to Jacob, These daughters are my daughters, and these children are my children, and this flock is my flock, and all that you see is mine. But what shall I do to you, or do today to these, my daughters, or their children whom they have borne? And now, come, let us make a covenant, you and I, and it shall be a witness between you and me. So Jacob took a stone and set it up as a standing column. And Jacob said to his brothers, gather stones, and they took stones and made a heap. And they ate there on the heap. Laban called it Yagar Sahadutha. I think I said that right. But Jacob called it Galad. And Laban said, this heap is a witness between you and me today. That That is why its name is Galad. Also Mitzvah. Because he said, let Yahuwah watch between you and me when we are out of each other's sight. If you afflict my daughters, or if you take other wives besides my daughters, although no man is with us, see Elohim is witness between you and me. And Laban said to Jacob, see this heap, see this standing column, which I have placed between you and me. This heap is a witness, and this standing column is a witness, that I do not pass beyond this heap to you, and you do not pass beyond this heap and this standing column to me for evil. The Elohim of Abraham, the Elohim of Nahor, and the Elohim of the fa their father rightly, rightly rule between us. And Jacob swore by the, by the fear of his father, Yitzhak. And Jacob slaughtered a slaughter offering, or a slaughtering on the mountain, and called his brothers to eat bread. And they ate bread and spent the night on the mountain. And Laban rose up early in the morning and kissed his sons and daughters and blessed them. And Laban left and returned to his place. I'm going to read the next three because it finishes it. And Jacob went on his way, and the messengers of Elohim met him. And when Jacob saw them, he said, This is the camp of Elohim. And he called the name of that place Mahanaim. And Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau, his brother, in the land of Seir, in the field of Edom.
Well, that escalated quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we did. I like how Rachel, <laughs> she's a little stinker, being all coy. Ah, I can't get off of this camel, you know, I'm with women's ways and such. It's and to me, it's like she just told on herself. I don't know if I'd just read it that way, but I mean, it didn't seem like they were checking anything else. And she just says, Hey, you know, let it not displease you that I can't get up because uh, the way of the women is with me, you know, I'm on my period. It's like yeah. she just told on herself. <laughs> Could be. They certainly, they certainly. Like, if Laban's digging for his mighty ones, which I'm guessing was a pretty big deal back in that, you know, well, even today it is, but can you imagine how important it was to him? Uh, and then he just kind of let that roll. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, all right. Yeah. I just dug through all your guys' stuff, but uh, you just, you know, must have been a pretty big deal. And I find it interesting that Correct me if I'm wrong, but Nahor is Laban's dad, isn't it? I don't know that stuff. Yes, I think so. So I thought, because it says the Elohim of Abraham, the Elohim of Nahor, and the Elohim of their father rightly rule between us. So Laban wasn't, he, he wasn't of a faithful a man of Elohim. He was. He had his own mighty ones. They just happened to be blood related. So it was his dad, though, that was faithful. So Abraham's dad was literally the the he made the god statues for the pagans. Like that's what he did. Right. And Abraham left out of all of that. And so the way that mine reads is. <clears throat> May the God of Abraham and the gods of Nahor and the gods of their father judge between us. Oh, so he was acknowledging their gods. That they're pagans, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's pretty stupid. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so then it, in mine, it reads, Jacob also made an oath by the fear of his father, Isaac. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's what mine says, too. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I've yeah. no, so, no, I'm no, like, like I'm scared of my dad. <laughs> I've talked to a couple Muslims and I've acknowledged their gods out of uh, just you know respect for conflict or you know to kind of win the war, not the battle necessarily, and mm -hmm. just said, well, you know, you, we're, you you guys you guys trust your gods. I'm just saying that I I believe that my God is the is the mighty of all gods creator of everything. And, you know, there's going to be a coming a day when you're going to have to trust yours in your life and death judgment. And I'm going to have to trust mine in my life and death judgment. And I mean, are you that solid, you know, da, 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 da. It was just part of the, it was part of a rolling conversation. Well, if you think about it, they do serve gods. They serve fallen angels or their spawn <laughs> or, or Satan, who's also a fallen angel, who is a God, like their Elohim, yeah, and the so, 70, yeah, the 70 so fallen serve, spirits. Yeah, so they serve them, and yeah. they are Elohim, but they're going to, 
befall the same fate as those gods if that's who they choose to follow yep i don't think there's anything wrong with acknowledging like oh yeah you start i mean i kind of look at was elijah when he was like pretty much taunting them he's like well you build your altar and i'll build mine and let's see who's god better (laughs) exactly (laughs) like my my god he brings the smoke (laughs) yours don't Right. Yeah, we don't hear a lot about Nahor, right? Do what? Nahor, however you want to pronounce his name. We don't hear a lot about him, right? Because um, his name was Bethuel and then Laban. And Laban clearly had idols. So was this just a very unrighteous line that kind of carried on uh, Tara's, you know, teachings and ways in there? And what have you there? That's what it would seem, is that is that he that Abraham was separated from them and he was the one his line is the one who you know stayed in covenant with the father and his family was a bunch of little pagans because Abraham left that land so this is like (laughs) the pagan land of all pagan lands this is like Nimrod's home over here this is the Chaldeans this is Haran or Padam Aram is Haran Right, that whole area right there, it's in Syria today. But, um, so they would have been surrounded by it. So even if he wasn't taught that way, he was clearly influenced by all that. Oh, no, there it is. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> All right. I guess here, form. we'll read the Jubilee portion next. Jubilee 28, 1 through 10. And it says, uh, and he went on his journey and came to the land of the east to Laban, the brother of Rebekah, and he was with him and served him for Rachel, his daughter, one week. And the first year of the third week, he said unto him, give me my woman (laughs) for whom I served you seven years. And Laban said unto Jacob, I will give you your woman. And Laban made a feast and took Leah, his elder daughter, and gave her to Jacob as a woman, and gave her Zilpah, his handmaid, for a handmaid. And Jacob did not know, for he thought that she was Rachel. And he went in, went in unto her, and behold, she was Leah. And Jacob was angry with Laban and said to him, Why have you dealt thus with me? Did I not serve you for Rachel and not for Leah? Why have you wronged me? Take your daughter and I will go, for you have done evil to me. Jacob loved Rachel more than Leah. For Leah's eyes were weak, but her form was very handsome, for beautiful. For Rachel had beautiful eyes and a beautiful and very handsome form. And Laban said to Jacob, It is not done so in our country to give the younger before the elder, and it is not right to do this. For thus it is ordained and written in the heavenly tablets that no one should give his younger daughter before the elder, but the elder one gives 
but the elder. One gives first and after her, the younger, and the man who does so, they set down guilt against him in heaven. And none is righteous that does this deed, or does this thing, for this deed is evil before you. And command you, the children of Israel, that they do not this thing. Let them neither take nor give the younger before the elder, for it is very wicked. And Laban said to Jacob, Let the seven days of the feast of this one pass by, and I shall give you Rachel, that you may serve me another seven years, that you may pastor my sheep as you did in the former week. And on the day when the seven days of the feast of Leah had passed, Laban gave Rachel to Jacob, that he may serve him another seven years. And he gave to Rachel Bilhah, the sister of Zilpah, as a handmaid. And he served yet another seven years for Rachel, for Leah had been given to him for nothing. That's just the parallel passage in Jubilees, which is little Genesis or greater Genesis, however you want I've heard it called both things. Now we have Hosea. Hosea 12, 12. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> and when Jacob fled to the country of Aram, Israel served for a wife, and for a wife he kept watch. And by a prophet, Yahuwah brought Israel out of Mitzrayim, and by a prophet, he was watched over. Ephraim was provoked most bitterly, so his master left his blood guilt on him and repaid him for his reproach. And then, when Ephraim spoke, there was trembling. He was lifted up in Israel, but though Baal, or through Baal, he became guilty and he died. And now they sin more and more and make for themselves molded images from their silver, idols according to their skill, all of them the work of craftsmen. They say of them, let the man who slaughter, let the men who slaughter, kiss the calves. Therefore they shall be like a morning cloud, and like dew that goes away early, like chaff blown away, or blown off from a threshing floor, and like the smoke from a window. But I am Yahweh your Elohim, since the land of Mitzrayim, an Elohim besides me, and an Elohim besides me you shall not know, for there is no Savior besides me. I knew you in the wilderness, in the land of drought. When they were fed, they were satisfied. They were satisfied, and their heart was exalted, therefore they forgot me. So I am become like a lion to them, like a leopard I watch by the way. Like a bear robbed of her young, I attack them and rip open the enclosure of their heart. And there I devour them like a lion, a wild beast tear them apart. You have destroyed yourself, O Israel, but your help is in me. Where is your sovereign now to save you in all your cities? And your rulers, of whom you say, give me a sovereign and rulers. I gave you a sovereign in my displeasure, but I took him away in my wrath. The crookedness of Ephraim is bound up, his sin is hidden. Pains of a woman in labor shall come upon him. He is not a wise son. For it is not the time that he should delay at the breaking forth of children. From the power of Sheol I ransom them. From plague I redeem them. Where is your plague, O death? Where is your destruction, O Sheol? Repentance is hidden from my eyes. Though he bears fruit among his brothers, an east wind comes. A wind from Yahuwah comes up from the wilderness. 
and it dries up his fountain, and his spring becomes dry. It plunders a treasure of all desirable objects. Shalmaron is held guilty, for she has rebelled against her Elohim. They fall by the sword, their infants are dashed in pieces, and their pregnant women ripped open. O Israel, return to Yahweh your Elohim, for you have stumbled by your crookedness. Take words with you and return to Yahweh. Say to him, take away all crookedness and accept what is good, and we render the bulls of our lips. Assured does not save us. We do not ride on horses, nor ever again do we say to the work of our hands, our mighty ones, for the fatherless finds compassion in you. I shall heal their backsliding. I shall love them spontaneously, for my pleasure, my displeasure has turned away from him. I shall be like the dew to Israel. He shall blossom like the lily and strike, <clears throat> strike out his roots in Lebanon. His branches shall spread and his splendor shall be like an olive tree and his fragrance like Lebanon. Those who dwell under his shadow shall, do, shall return. They shall revive like grain and blossom like the vine and become as fragrant as the wine of Lebanon. What more has Ephraim to do with idols? It is I who answer and look after him. I am like a green cypress tree. Your fruit comes from me. Who is wise and understands these words, discerning and knows them? For the ways of Yahweh are straight, and the righteous walk in them, but the transgressors, transgressors stumble in them. That last, that last part. Hosea 14, man. I said it the other day. That's a, that's a powerful one. <laughs> that's a powerful one. All right, now we got Ezekiel 11 through 12, which I think is the whole chapter, isn't it? Yep. Ezekiel 11. <clears throat> and the Spirit lifted me up and brought me to the east gate of the house of Yahuwah, which faces east. And see, at the door of the gate were 25 men, among whom I saw, good Lord, Yaazanyah, son of Azor, and Pelatyahu, son of Binyahu, heads of the people. And he said to me, Son of man, these are the men who plot wickedness and give evil counsel in this city, who are saying, it is not near. Let us build houses. This city is the cooking pot, and we are the meat. Therefore, prophecy, or prophesy against them. Prophesy, O son of man. And the spirit of Yahuwah fell upon me and said to me, speak. Thus said Yahuwah. Thus you have said, O house of Israel, for I know what comes up in your spirit. You have increased your slain in this city and filled its streets with the slain therefore thus said the master yahuwah your slain whom you have whom you have hid in its midst they are meat and this city is the cooking pot 
but I shall bring you out of the midst of it. You have feared the sword, and I bring a sword upon you, declares the master Yahuwah, and I shall bring you out of its midst, and give you into the hands of strangers, and execute judgments on you. By the sword you fall, at the border of Israel I judge you, and you shall know that I am Yahuwah. This city is not your cooking pot, nor are you the meat in its midst. At the border of Israel I judge you, and you shall know that I am Yahuwah. For you have not walked in my laws, nor executed my right rulings, but have done according to the rulings of the nations which are all around you. And it came to be while I was prophesying that Pelet Yahu, son of Benayah, died. And I fell on my face and cried out with a loud voice and said, Ah, Master Yahuwah, are you making an end of the remnant of Israel? And the word of Yahuwah came to me, saying, Son of man, your brothers, your relatives, your kinsmen, and all the house of Israel, all of it, are those about are those about whom the inhabitants of Jerusalem said, Keep far from Yahuwah. This land has been given to us as a possession. Therefore say, Thus said the Master Yahuwah, Although I have sent them far off among the nations, and although I have scattered them among the lands, yet I was for them, yeah, yet I was for them a set-apart place for a little while in the lands to which they came. Therefore say, thus said the Master Yahuwah, and I shall gather you from the peoples, and I shall assemble you from the lands <clears throat> where you have been scattered, and I shall give you the land of Israel, and they shall go there, and shall take away all its disgusting matters and all its abominations from there. And I shall give them one heart and put a new spirit within you, and I shall take the stony heart out of their flesh and give them a heart of flesh, so that they walk in my laws and guard my right rulings, and shall do them. And they shall be my people, and I shall be their Elohim. But to those whose hearts walk after the heart of their disgusting matters and their abominations, I shall recompense their deeds on their own heads, declares the Master Yahuwah. And the cherubim lifted up their wings with the wheels beside them, and the esteem of the Elohim of Israel was high above them. And the esteem of Yahuwah went up from the midst of the city and stood upon the mountain, which is on the east, of the east side of the city. And the Spirit lifted me up and brought me in a vision by the Spirit of Elohim into Kazdima to those in exile. And the vision that I had seen went up from me. And I spoke to those in exile of all the words of Yahuwah which he had shown me. And the words of Yahuwah came to me, saying, Son of man, you are dwelling in the midst of a rebellious house. They have eyes to see, but they have not seen. They have ears to hear, but they have not heard, for they are a rebellious house. Therefore, son of man, prepare your baggage for exile, and go into exile by day before their eyes. And you shall go from your place into exile to another place before their eyes. It could be that they say, though they are a rebellious house. And you shall bring out your baggage for exile before their eyes by day, and at evening go before their eyes, like those who go into exile. Dig through the wall before their eyes, and you shall, you shall bring them out through it. Take them on your shoulders and bring them out at dark before their eyes. Cover your face so that you do not see the land, for I have made you a sign to the house of Israel. And so I did, as I was commanded. I brought out my baggage for exile by day, and at evening I dug through the wall with my hand. I brought them out at dark, and I took them on my shoulder before their eyes. And in the morning, the word of Yahuwah came to me, saying, Son of man, did not the house of Israel, the rebellious house, say to you, What are you doing? Say to them, Thus said the master Yahuwah, 
This message is to the prince in Jerusalem and all the house of Israel who are in their midst. Say, I am assigned to you as I have done. So it is done to them. They are to go into exile, into captivity. And the prince who is in their midst is to bear his baggage on his shoulder at dark and go out. They are to dig through the wall to bring them out through it. He is to cover his face so that he does not see the land with his eyes. And I shall spread my net over them, and he shall be caught in my snare. And I shall bring him to Babel, the land of the Kazdim. But he shall not see it and yet die there. And I shall scatter to every wind all who are around him to help him and all his bands. And I shall draw out the sword after them. And they shall know that I am Yahuwah when I scatter them among the nations, and I shall disperse them throughout the lands. But I shall let a few of their men escape from the sword, from scarcity of food, and from pestilence, so that they recount all their abominations among the nations wherever they go, and they shall know that I am Yahuwah. And the word of Yahuwah came to me, saying, Son of man, eat your bread with trembling, and drink your water with fear and anxiety. And you shall say to the people of this land, Thus said the master Yahuwah, to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the land of Israel, let them eat their bread with anxiety and drink their water with astonishment, for their land is emptied of all who are in it because of the violence of all those who dwell in it. And the cities that are inhabited shall be laid waste, and the land shall become a wasteland, and you shall know that I am Yahuwah. And the word of Yahuwah came to me, saying, Son of man, what is this proverb that you say, or that you people have about the land of Israel, which says, The days go by, and every vision shall come to naught. Therefore say to them, Thus said the Master Yahuwah, I shall make this proverb to cease, so that they no longer use it as a proverb in Israel. But say to them, The days have drawn near, as well as the matter of every vision, for no longer is there to be any false vision of flattering divination within the house of Israel. For I am Yahuwah. I speak, and the word which I speak is done. It is no longer deferred. For in your days, O rebellious house, when I speak the word, I shall do it, declares the master Yahuwah. Again, the word of Yahuwah came to me, saying, Son of man, see the house of Israel is saying, The vision that he is seeing is for many days from now, and he is prophesying of times far off. Therefore say to them, Thus said the master Yahuwah, None of my words are deferred any longer. When I speak a word, it is done, declares the master Yahuwah. All I know is he means business. And then the last chapter of Ezekiel.
these are the names of the tribes from the north end along the way to Hethlon at the entrance of Hamath to Hatsar Anon, the border of Damasek, northward by the side of Hamath, from its east to its west side, Dan, one, and by the border of Dan, from the east side to the west, Asher, one, and by the border of Asher, from the east side to the west, Naphtali, one, and by the border of Naphtali, from the east side to the west, Manasseh, one, and by the border of Manasseh, from the east side to the west, Ephraim, one, and by the border of Ephraim, from the east side to the west, Reuben, one, and by the border of Reuben, from the east side to the west, Judah, one, and by the border of Judah, from the east side to the west, is the contribution which you offer up, 25,000 cubits in width, and in length the same as one of its portions, from the east side to the west, with the set-apart place in its midst. The contribution that you offer up to Yahweh is 25,000 cubits in length and 10,000 in width, and of these is the set-apart contribution for the priests on the north 25,000 cubits, and on the west, 10,000 in width, and on the east, 10,000 in width, and on the south, 25,000 in length, and the set-apart place of Yahuwah shall be in the midst. For the priests, the sons of Zadok, who are set apart, who did guard my charge, who did not go astray when the children of Israel went astray, as the Levites went astray, so this contribution shall be to them, from the contribution of the land, a most set-apart place by the border of the Levites. And alongside the border of the priests, the Levites have 25,000 cubits in length and 10,000 in width. Its entire length is 25,000 and its width 10,000. And they do not sell any of it, nor exchange it, nor transfer this best part of the land, for it is set apart to Yahuwah. And the 5,000 cubits in width that is left, facing the 25,000, is for common use by the city, for dwellings and open land, and the city shall be in its midst. And these are its measurements, the north side, 4,500 cubits, and the south side, 4,500, and the east side, 4,500, and the west side, 4,500. And the open land of the city shall be <clears throat> to the north, 250 cubits, and to the south, 250, and the east, 250, and to the west, 250, and the rest of its length alongside the contribution of the set-apart portion, is 10,000 cubits to the east and 10,000 to the west, and it shall be alongside the contribution of the set-apart portion, and its increase shall be food for the workers of the city, and the workers of the city from all the tribes of Israel shall till it. The entire contribution is 25,000 cubits by 25,000 cubits, four square. You are to offer up the, the set-apart contribution with the possession of the city and the rest is for the prince. On one side and on the other of the set-apart contribution and of the possession of the city, facing the 25,000 cubits of the set-apart contribution as far as the eastern border, and westward facing 25,000 as far as the western border, alongside the portions of the prince. And the set-apart contribution and the set-apart place of the house shall be in its midst. So the possession of the Levites and the possession of the city are in their midst of what belongs to the prince. Between the border of Judah and the border of Benjamin, it belongs to the prince. As far as the rest, of, as for the rest of the tribes, from the east side to the west side, Benjamin, one. And by the border of Benjamin, from the east side to the west side, Simeon, one. And by the border of Simeon, 
from the east side to the west side, Issachar, one. And by the border of Issachar, from the, west, from the east side to the west side, Zebulun, one. And by the border of Zebulun, from the east side to the west side, Gad, one. And by the border of Gad, on the south side toward the south, the border shall be from Tamar to the waters of Meribah by Kadesh, along the wadi to the great sea. This is the land which you divide by lot as an inheritance among the tribes of Israel. And these are their portions, declares the master Yahuwah. And these are the exits of the city, the gates of the city, according to the names of the tribes of Israel. On the north side, measuring 4,500 cubits, the three gates northward, one gate for Reuben, one gate for Judah, one gate for Levi. And on the east side, 4,500 cubits, three gates, one gate for Joseph, one gate for Benjamin, and one gate for Dan. And on the south side, measuring 4,500 cubits, three gates, one gate for Simeon, one gate for Issachar, and one gate for Zebulun. And on the west side, 4,500 cubits with their three gates, one gate for Gad, one gate for Asher, one gate for Naphtali, all around 18,000 cubits. And the name of the city from that day is Yahuwah is there. seems like an awful lot of description for some fairy tale place that's in some far off galaxy. <laughs> too bad we missed it and it already happened. <laughs> yeah, there's that too. Good Lord. Uh, then we have Zechariah. You're curious about any of the uh, links and measurements and our measurements, then you can see that on my documents and stuff too. On your, Josh, on your documents, is that uh, like a royal cubit? So one point, whatever it is. So I guess foot and a half or something per cubit, or is that different? I go by the, the standard cubit generally. Um, sometimes I'll have in notes showing both. Um, but from what I've seen with certain things that can be measured that were actually listed, it seems to go by just the standard cubit unless it says otherwise. And sometimes it says otherwise. Sometimes it gives a long cubit. Um, I think even Ezekiel does that as well. Uh, so does one of the Dead Sea Scroll documents. They also give a standard and also long cubit. So, um, and they give conversion rates and stuff. It's kind of interesting on that one, but um for here i mean it doesn't make a huge massive difference but at least you get the general idea of, that this is talking about miles so twenty-five thousand cubits is you know seven miles ten thousands you know almost three miles so these are pretty large measurements gotcha real quick offshoot if you don't mind how how tall do you think goliath was uh it varies because the Septuagint gives a much shorter height. Um, so it gives his height like just under seven feet. So not very tall, but yet Dead Sea Scrolls and the Masoretic and also the Samaritan Pentateuch all agree that he was much taller. So either way, I don't know. It's not as tall as previous giants, but still tall enough to be intimidated by, you know, at the minimum, like 10 feet. But 
nine, ten feet. Some people put it at the minimum, but at the maximum, like 14 feet. But yeah, kind of like you said, it depends on what kind of keep it you use. Um, but also, like I said, the Septuagint, instead of saying, what is it? Um, instead of saying nine cubits, it says six cubits. I like my wife's explanation. She's also smart. I look like myself. But you said, how tall do you think Goliath was? She said, tall. (laughs) (laughs) I think another thing was his proportions were two to one instead of four to one, like a normal guy. Something like that. Thick dude. So here's another thing I want to point out, too. So the dimensions of the new Jerusalem. Does anyone have the dimensions of the second temple? And this also would prove when people say that the second temple, this is what it's talking about. This will prove that this is not talking about the actual temple that was here, but rather the temple to come down. The New Jerusalem scroll uh, gives the city the temple is in. Ezekiel gives the measurement of the temple itself. Right. And then as far as the temple that they had in 70 AD that was destroyed, it would be a different dimension size than this right here. Right. Yeah, it was not anywhere near the scale. Yeah. Exactly. So this is another point to show you that this is in the millennial reign. Right. So just want to point that out. I mean, yeah, Solomon's temple Solomon's, was according to his own measurements. I was say if Solomon's temple was like square in design, you know, more box-like. Yes, I think. Isn't the dimensions of New Jerusalem like, isn't that a dome or something? Or was that just the tent? It shows it as, everything it shows as a square. Um, the only thing that may be debated is Moses' tent. But right. um, Solomon... And his father did see the the real temple above and wanted to duplicate it. So did Jacob and Moses and whatever, right? But, you know, even right. Jacob wanted to duplicate it, but he was told no. Um, so was David. He was told no and says, oh, your son's going to do it. Then he thought literally like his descendant, like right now is going to build it. So they were a little confused by that. But <laughs> um but yeah, in, in general, it was square. Uh, I know Solomon kind of like amplified um, certain dimensions that he knew about, at least when it came to the tent and stuff. He like in certain things like the cherubim and stuff that were over the ark and everything where he kind of like four times to everything, something like that. It, he pretty much just made it a lot more extravagant kind of thing. But trying to duplicate probably the scale that he saw so who knows i stand firm ezekiel's temple is being described as not anything made by human hands (laughs) right i still need to draw this one out i haven't done this one i drawn out the uh the New Jerusalem scroll, and that one's pretty interesting. I haven't finished drawing it. Yeah, it has a lot of details. 
a lot of fragments too, but still a lot of details. I mean, it literally tells you like even staircases and just everything along the walls and how many towers and how many gates and it's just ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to read Zechariah 10, 1 through 6. <clears throat> it says, Ask Yahweh for rain in the time of the latter rain. Yahweh makes storm clouds, and he gives them showers of the rain, the plants and the field to everyone. And the household idols spoke emptiness. The diviner diviners saw falsehood and relate dreams of deceit. They comfort in vain. Therefore, they have wandered about like sheep. They are afflicted. For there is no shepherd. My wrath burns against the shepherds, and I lay a charge against the leaders. For Yahuwah of hosts shall visit his flock, the house of Judah, and make them like his splendid horse in battle. From time, or from him comes the cornerstone, from him the tent peg, from him the battle bow, for him, from him every ruler together. And they shall be like mighty men who trample down the mud of the streets in the battle, and they shall fight because Yahuwah is with them. And the riders on horses shall be put to shame, and I shall make the house of Judah mighty, and save the house of Joseph. And I shall bring them back, because I have compassion on them, and they shall be as though I had not pushed them aside. For I am Yahweh their Elohim, and I answer them. And then go to John 1, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, doodle, doodle, doodle. <laughs> uh, verse 41 through 51. <clears throat> First, he found his own brother, Simeon, and said to him, we have found the Messiah, or Simon, sorry. He went to his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which means the anointed. And he brought him to Yeshua. And looking at him, Yeshua said, You are Simon, son of Jonah, and shall be called Kepha. And on the following day, Yeshua wished to go to Galil. And he found Philip and said to him, Follow me. And Philip was from Bethsaida to the city of Andrew and Kepha. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him whom Moshe wrote of in the Torah, and the prophets, Yeshua of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said to him, Is it possible for any good matter to come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Yeshua saw Nathanael coming toward him, and said of him, See truly an Israeli in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, From where do you know me? Yeshua answered him and said to him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the son of Elohim. You are the sovereign of Israel. Yeshua answered and said to him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree. Do you believe? Greater than that you shall see. And he said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, From now on you shall see the heaven open and the messengers of Elohim ascending and descending upon the son of Adam. And John 10, 1-18.
truly, truly, I say to you, he, he who does not enter through the door into the sheepfold, but climbs up by another way, that one is a thief and a robber. But he who enters through the door is a shepherd of the sheep. The doorkeeper opens for him, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he has brought out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. And they shall by no means follow a stranger, but shall flee from him, because they do not know the voice of strangers. Yeshua used this figure of speech, but they did not know what he had been saying to them. Yeshua therefore said to them again, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. Whoever enters in through me, he shall be saved, and shall go in and shall go out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to slaughter and to destroy. I have come that they might possess life, and that they might possess it beyond measure. And then we go to Acts. 1 through 37, or chapter 4, 1 through 37. <clears throat> and it says, And as they were speaking to the people, the priests and the captain of the set-apart place and the Sadducees came upon them, being annoyed because they taught the people and announced the resurrection from the dead in Yeshua. And they arrested them and put them in jail until the next day, for it was already evening. But many of those who had heard the word believed, and the number of the men became about 5,000. And it came to be on the next day that their rulers and elders and scribes assembled in Jerusalem, as well as Hanan, the high priest, and Caiaphas, and Yohanan, and Alexander, and as many as were of high priestly descent. And having placed them in the middle, they asked, By what power or in what name did you do this? Then Caiaphas, Peter, filled with the set-apart spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if today we are called to account for a good deed towards a sick man by whom he has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that in the name of Yeshua Messiah of Nazareth, whom you impaled, whom Elohim raised from the dead, by him this one stands before you healthy. And this is the stone which was rejected by you, you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone, and there is no deliverance in anyone else, for there is no other name under the heaven given among men by which we need to be saved. And seeing the boldness of Kepha and Yohanan, and perceiving that they are unlearned and ordinary men, they marveled, and they recognized that they had been with Yeshua. And seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they could not contradict it. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they consulted with one another, saying, What shall we do to these men? For indeed, that an outstanding miracle has been done through them is apparent to all those dwelling in Jerusalem, and we are unable to deny it. But in order that it spreads no further among the people, let us strongly threaten them to speak no more to anyone in this name. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor to teach in the name of Yeshua. But Kepha and Yohanan, John, answering them, said, Whether it is right in the sight of Elohim to listen to you more than to Elohim, you judge. For it is impossible for us not to speak of what we saw and heard. And having threatened them further, they released them, finding no way of punishing them because of the people, because they are all praising Elohim for what had been done. 
for the man was over 40 years old whom this miracle of healing had been done. And having been released, they went to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. And having heard that, they lifted up their voice to Elohim with one mind and said, Yahuwah, you are Elohim, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them, who by the mouth of your servant David have said, Why did the nations rage and the people plot in vain? The sovereigns of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against Yahuwah, against his Messiah. For truly in this city there were gathered together against your set-apart servant Yeshua, whom you anointed, both Herodes and Pontius Pilate, with the nations and the people of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your purpose decided before to be done. And now, Yahuwah, look on their, look on their threats and give to your servants all boldness to speak your word, oof, by stretching out your hand for healing and signs and wonders to take place through the name of your set-apart servant, Yeshua. And when they had prayed, the place where they came together was shaken, and they were all filled with the set-apart spirit, and they spoke the word of Elohim with boldness. And the group of those who believed were of one heart and of one being, and no one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, because they had all in common. And with great power, the emissaries gave witness to the resurrection of the Master Yeshua, and great favor was upon them all. For there was not anyone needy among them, for all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the prices of what was sold and laid them at the feet of the emissaries, and they distributed to each as anyone had need. And Joseph, who was also called Barnaba by the emissaries, which means son of encouragement, a Levite, a native of Cyprus, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the feet of the emissaries. And that's the end of the portion. I like that as a conclusion, too. Let us speak with boldness the word of Elohim. Mm -hmm. 